Hello, welcome, welcome family to the Love Radio Network. I am your worldwide radio host, this Simone Hurt, coming to you live. Now, I love you and you and especially you. Let me tell you, every single woman has a best friend. and Everybody knows that some of y'all have best friends that are new. Some of them are old. Some of them you have come and gone. Well, I have an extinct pleasure of sharing my eldest oldest best friend with you and I mean all the way back to the crib and I'm y'all know how old I am so that was an awful long time ago so for those of you who are listening bless you for joining in and don't forget to invite friends and family to join in as well and listen now we have a serious topic today with a very special guest and I was actually um, inspired to do this show uh, for several reasons. Uh, one, because I've known her the longest. So I wanted to pay tribute to a person that has been in my life. Anybody that's been in any type of relationship knows and understands that there are trials and tribulations to being able to make it successfully uh, throughout the years. So we are talking literally 55 years of friendship, and not everybody gets to celebrate that. I am honored and privileged to be able to do it. Now, the topic that um, we're going to bring on board today is based upon a personal fight that she has had to have, um, and it's been for a while. Um, she's going to share a little bit of her journey with you, and um, I'm just happy to have that. But to, to tell you how this all came about, I want to pay a special tribute to a cousin of mine, Latasha Fry. Um, we love you. She was only 34 years old, y'all, and um, she is going to be truly, truly missed. Um there are people in your life who have gone through a lot of ups and downs, along with your relationship that you've had with them. Um, I must say, I, this is probably one of the few people other than my, my parents and my brothers and sisters that I truly love through thick and thin, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And um, this has been the longest relationship I've ever had other than my parents. So I am going to go ahead and just introduce her. Um, so Let's just bring on our host because it's a little special for me. I don't want to get too teary-eyed and I want to keep this upbeat and everything. But um, let's just bring on Miss Tanya harris Do so that we can talk about um, her personal journey. 
Well, hello, hello, hello. I love you, hello. girl. I love you, girl. I love you, yes. too, honey. We've 55 been years. We done made it. 55 from birth to now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Our mothers yes. were friends. Our parents yes, lived next, next door, door to each, each other. other for a while. Yes. We've known each other for a very long time. As yes. Simone said, um, I want to also say that when you have a friendship like this, uh, it's important to understand that you will have trials and tribulations, you will have ups and downs, and just because you have your ups and downs doesn't mean that you don't love each other. That's uh, right. Relationships Thanks, can sister. be difficult, but um, women, um, sometimes it can be even harder, but when you love someone, it's not uh, and not an end, it's only the beginning. So I That's love you, and I thank you for this opportunity. I love you share back, girl. what's going on with me. <laughs> Before you get into that, let me just say, um, I'm going to try to say, you know I've been having a problem saying this word all week. <laughs> My Tanya <laughs> is a survivor of multiple sclerosis. I hope I got it right. <laughs> yes, you did, honey. But, um, and I'm, I want to segue with that because um, we went through some tough times when you got diagnosed. It was a, it was a little It was hard on me. And I don't know if I ever shared that with you that I kept, all I kept saying is just please, God, don't let this be the end. Just don't let it be the end. Let me, you know, just I keep praying for you, keep praying for you. And um, I just want everybody to know that whatever that person is going through, just show them love. Sometimes, you know, you can love them through saying that you love them or just love them through the things that you can do. But definitely just love them because when I say it's a journey, it is a journey. And I've had to watch you through some of this journey. And I don't know how you made it, girl, because I got exhausted. I don't know <laughs> how you have walked through this because I feel like you have really walked through the fire. Seriously. Yes. Like, yes. Amen. She's so right. She's so right. Yes. Well, yes. I um, can say that I have some SNS. And it's nothing that um, you may think of SNS is. SNS is some steady love and some support love. Yeah. And steady love is that consistent love. Um, steady love is that um, faithful love. Steady love is that blessing. I had blessings yeah. in my life with, even though I had turmoil in my life. And we're talking about multiple sclerosis for those of you who may not know what we're talking about. I've mm -hmm. had multiple sclerosis now, as of June, will be 20 years. Oof. So that's basically almost all of my adult life yes. and all of my married life. Mm -hmm. So the support, like yep. you're saying, is that you've been my part of my SNS love. You've been part of my mm -hmm. support love. And if I didn't have that support love, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't be able to survive this long with mind, body, and soul. So I do appreciate each and every person in my life, including you, giving me the support love. That's how you survive something with a chronic disease because it can take you down with depression, it can take you down with frustration, it can take you down with anger, and it can even take you down with suicidal thoughts. Yes. So, yes, yes, support, support and steady love is definitely needed. So I'm thankful for each and every person in my life who has been part of my SNS. <laughs> great, great. Well, let's take it all the way back. We're going to scale this all the way back, Tanya, because um, I might not know this. I mean, we talk about it, but you know, you never, some things you just don't come out with. But I'm, I'm going to ask you, when exactly did you get diagnosed, and what were some of the symptoms or things that were happening with you that brought you to that point? Sure. I was uh, diagnosed in June of uh, 2000. 
unfortunately, I was dealing with severe migraines. I was started mm-hmm. to drop things. You know how you would put a, put a glass, you would go to McDonald's, you know, you push that little thing to put the soda to come out. I would pick mm-hmm. it up, and all of a sudden I kept dropping things, and I kept saying something's not right. Then okay. I started having tingling feelings in my fingers, in my arms, in my legs. And then I started uh, not remembering anything, and I had trouble going to the restroom. I started tripping over things, and then the big one was I would start driving home, and I would forget how to get home. Get home, wow. I remember yeah. talking about that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that those were some of the things that I noticed that was wrong with me. Well, tell the audience why it is so important to actually listen to the signs because you know that we have a lot of women out here that are getting diagnosed with a lot of other types of diseases other than multiple sclerosis. You're talking about fibromyalgia. You're talking about lupus and, and, and many others. But I think that a lot of problems is we're getting caught up because we're not listening to the signs. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, uh, I was one of those stubborn women who didn't really? listen to the signs that I was <laughs> I having because I just mm-hmm. started uh, work. I was more concerned about keeping this job. I just purchased a home. I didn't want to take time off. So when the stress was getting me, the pain started to increase, I would take some medicine, go to the doctor and say, you know, I'm just having, I wouldn't even tell him to be honest with you, the real truth what was going on with me because I would uh, hear different things from different women, how they were going out from work, and I'm like, I can't leave work right now. I can't do that. I have too much on the plate. So mm-hmm. unfortunately with me not paying attention to those signs and not receiving the help sooner that I needed, I didn't have to suffer so long. So I would tell okay. anyone that's listening right now, don't be so stubborn, get rid of your pride, and go yeah. find out what is wrong with you. Oh, I agree 100%, definitely, yes. Now, how has this actually um, been affecting your life? Because you said you've been diagnosed for about over 20 years. We've been friends for 55. Uh, I I've, I know your husband, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> you know he's listening. You're not nice breathing, right now. You're breath, just not Breathing nice. hard. He's breathing hard like, mm. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, Lord, help us. And, and then he's mad because we together. So you know that's a problem yeah. anyway. But yeah, anyway, how, how is this affecting your life, like your marriage, your family, and your friends? Because I know you went through a period there where things were hitting you so badly, you really had to get into yourself, and everybody else had to get pushed to the side. Absolutely. Well, it started to affect me emotionally first uh, because I had no control of anything anymore. And most women, we like to have control of everything. And with me losing control, I felt so vulnerable. So I really, really was emotionally messed up. And um, at that point, they wanted me to even see a psychiatrist. And, of course, our denial in the African-American community, we don't want to see anyone. We think mm-hmm. we got this, we'll get through this. And most, believe it or not, most women have emotional breakdowns. Um, we don't go to Shepherd Pratt, but we have emotional right. breakdowns that are so bad that uh, I definitely have several emotional breakdowns because I was not in control. Financially, it affected me. Financially, uh-huh. it just stole everything from me. It stole everything that I gained. My 401K stole my home. It stole my dog. 
<laughs> I mean, yes. so my yes. personal relationships with my daughter. I mean, it even affected our marriage at one one point. That's right. how bad it affected me. Um, it was really, really rough uh, because, you know, I was in control. I was working, and then all of a sudden I wasn't working. All of a sudden I couldn't dance. All of a sudden I couldn't wear my high heels. All of a sudden I couldn't even dress myself. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden all these things just happened to me. So it definitely affected me in all kinds of ways, mind, my body, my soul, my spirit. I kept asking God, why me? Why me? Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point I didn't even believe in him at one point because I kept saying, why are you taking everything away from me? So it definitely right. affected me. Okay. Well, what was it that were your motivating factors that actually kept you going? Because I, I know there was a, a really low point there, and I cried because it's like you can't reach that person. You can't bring them out of what they're going through, and it's very difficult. Just when I say it was hard to watch, it was very hard to watch. And, you know, looking retrospect, I'm like, I could have did this, and maybe I could have did that. But you really had to go through your own journey. But what motivates you? How do you keep this going? Because you you are a survivor, honey, and you've been through this for a long time. Yeah. And this is why yeah. I want you on here to tell people that this can happen. You can make it through. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, what motivated me, because I realized that God wasn't really done with me yet. Because when I was... When I went blind for a while, that was the scariest thing for me because Mm. I said, Lord, why would you take my eyesight too? You already took everything else away. Then when I got my eyesight back, um, I started exercising, trying to get healthier. I felt, you know, I was looking up Dr. CB, and I'm like, okay, I have to exercise. I have to eat natural foods. I have to do this. I have to do that. And with right. doing all of that, I became paralyzed from the waist down. I said, well, I can't win for lose. Now I'm paralyzed. I mm. couldn't feel myself even go to the bathroom. I was terrified. So then after that, I lost my sense of direction when I was able to start walking again. I'm like, so every time I gained something and recovered from something, I lost something else. So mm. I kept saying, what is the purpose of this? What is the purpose of this? And then I realized all this pain, there happened to be a purpose, and God is happening to be using me to help others, to guide them through all the mistakes that I made to make it easier for them. So every time that I went to a motivational group or I went to the society or the MS Foundation, I just mm-hmm. saw people hurting and lost and wanting to really talk about what was really going on, but their shame and their embarrassment and their frustration kept them in. I said, okay, this is too boxy, and you know how we do. We don't like to be yes. in that box. I want yes. to be in a place where there's no walls. I just want to just be able to go anywhere, whenever I want, however I want, and do what I want. So because I can't do that, now I have to use my pain for a purpose for all of these people who are out there with a chronic disease, not necessarily just MS, just chronic diseases because they're invisible to others. So I felt that I have to now have a purpose through all of this pain. So I kept saying motivational uh, affirmations to myself, and the main one Mm -hmm. that I use the most Mm -hmm. is I will and I can and I can and I will. And I will. Amen, sister. Those are things that you have to tell people over and over and over again. I agree 100%. And even though that that was hard for you to go through, everybody goes through a period and point in their life where – Something is hitting them very, very hard. Let me tell you that, that you're being hit hard for a reason. 
And I, I had a, a uncle of mine who I, I went through some some trauma myself, and I just kept saying, I don't understand why the heck, why right. me? I'm like, what the heck? Right. And you know what he right. told me? He said, a knife cannot cut until it is sharpened. Mm, that's right. And I said, really? This is sharpening? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? He said, I don't want any sharper than this. <laughs> really? Like, you know, at first you go through this part of denial, and you're like, okay, I need this to oh, be dull. Yeah. I ain't got time for this. Oh, yeah. But then That's as right. you realize that, yes, I do need to be sharp. I do need to cut through this. I need to cut through the crap. I need to cut through the BS. I need to cut through this, and I need to cut through that. Because until you start trimming the fat. Right is when you can start doing some work. Right. And and that's just for a lot of people out there to understand that you are going through this pain for a purpose. And Amen. you will come out. If you want to come out, you're going to come out. It's just a simple right. that you got to put in the work. you got to put in the energy. Lord forbid, I know that I, I, I personally, I couldn't get it and couldn't understand it. But then one day I was out walking and I realized, you know what? If I work as hard for myself as I do for other people, I might actually be where I want to be. There you go. There you there go. You go. There you go. Now, there you go. little birdie told me that um, <laughs> you was uh, trying to, uh, are you writing a book or trying to chronicle your journey? What's going on with that? Yes, I am trying to finish it. I've, uh, I get so distracted easily because of, uh, I got my grandkids living with me, so transparency, (laughs) that can be very difficult to keep your thoughts together. That's why they tell people they go in cabins and they go away and write a book or they go someplace else to have that peace. Well, quite frankly, I don't have all that peace right now in my life, so it's taken a little longer for me to complete and finish this book, but I pray that next year, this time, it will be done. That's okay, but you know what? I want to say this to all the people out there, okay? You at least started it. Get mm-hmm. started on something. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter when you finish, but at least try to get started. Just get it going. That's and right. I right. just know that I'll be there with you, and I can't wait for it to come out, and I'll be one of the first ones to buy it. So just <laughs> Amen. Well, you've always been my, I told you, you're part of my SNS, my support love. It's yeah. all about my support That's love. Right. I love it. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, her mother has a survive, uh, has also passed from cancer, and uh, she had cancer. And she's part of a group with women who wrote a book of courageous women uh, surviving uh, these things and healing. So she's mm-hmm. talking about healthy living uh, with uh, the problems that you may have with chronic diseases or just in general with frustration, finances. Uh, but she wants you to find living healthy and wise. Supporting her friends. And trust me and believe, this is why I, my theme is a woman's, a single woman's love. I just happen to be single. It could be a woman's love, whatever you want to make it. You know, if you're a man listening, it's your man love. It's just simple as that, okay? <laughs> but just love something. That's right. <laughs> That's my whole That's right. premise, love something. You know, you got to have a purpose. you got to have some love. And you you have to add to some value and some balance. Hello, this is my word for the year, balance. you got to have Amen. some balance in life, okay? Now, tell me, Tonya, what is it that you really want your life to look like in the future? 
Well, um, I think everybody wants the same thing. We want happiness. We want less stress. We want to travel. Um, I want my bills paid, of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I just want to do things that will continue to encourage, no matter what, because my hashtag is MS Warrior for Life. Even if God touched me tomorrow and healed me from my MS, I will still be a warrior for each and every person out yeah. there with multiple sclerosis regardless. I'm not going to be the ones that, you know, I made it and then leave them. I'm not looking for numbers. I'm looking for blessings. You know, at this particular yeah. time, you know, we, you know the song, I'm living my best life. I just yes, want to live Lord. my blessed life. That's you why know, that's so same song, baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's right. So you. instead of saying best, I just want to say blessed. I just want yeah, to say amen. blessed because then I'll stay covered no matter amen. what. And then if I'm, as I've been taught in church, that if I, if someone's in the neighborhood of blessings, then I'm in the right neighborhood. That means mine's is coming too. So I Woo. just want everybody to stay in the mm. same neighborhood, and we all get blessed together. Yes, let's get blessed together. Amen. I know that's right. Now, I'm going to take this on a personal note because I love you. You know mm-hmm. I love you. Um, but I, I want to give you a moment to actually tell me what you love. What are your loves right now? Because you know why when you go through trauma and you come out on the other side, life looks a little different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I, I oh, wanna, yeah. I, and I know that because I've been there. So I'm just saying what at this point, I want you to just put it out there into the universe. What do you love, baby? What I love the most, and I have to tell you, because when you have a chronic disease, you get so very close to God. What mm. I love the most, and I have to always give honor and glory to him, because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here right now on this call with you with cognitive thinking to speak. Right now, one of my symptoms is bothering me. You would never know. My yeah. tongue is so numb that if it wasn't for me going and learning how to do speech pathology, just like when someone has a stroke, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to speak with you right now. So my love right now is definitely for God. My next love and my next passion, my next passion okay. would be just to open up something for uh, homeless people. That would be my love, to do something okay. other than for self, just to make sure somebody's out there and being helped. You know, but that would be a love for me later if I had that uh, that money, that that form, that those people like yourself who love to support and love to serve and love to do. I would mm-hmm. just be in heaven right now because I never ever want to see anyone homeless and not without, especially young Amen. girls with children. Mm. Never. So that would be my love. That would be my okay. love. That would be my love, Jones, right now, girl. My love, I Jones. Know that's of course, you know right. I love, love. I love my crazy family. <laughs> girl, don't we all? Wait, if I don't, don't say I love all. my Everybody family, I won't be able to hang up the phone with you. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta say, yes. I love my family. <laughs> yes, yes, but yes, you know how yes. that is. But yes, um, that would be my love if I would have. Uh, God to bless me with a love like that. Yes, that's that would be my love to um, serve that way. Cause uh, I'm in a family of people who just love to serve anyway. So mm-hmm. that would definitely be something that would make me happy. And just to tell your audience, you always have to find deep within what you really love, and not look for what everybody else is doing. You have yeah. to do what you're passionate <laughs> and say something. Because guess what? It'll bring you more joy to do something outside of what everyone else is doing, 
you would yes. really be able to do so much more for so many others if you would really find your own passion. This is very true. And I'll, I'll even go so far as to say one of our hosts out there was talking about, I put it out on Facebook, what is your love language? I am astonished. I mean, totally amazed that there are people still going through life not even understanding what their love language is. That is yes. one of the most intricate, most important pieces of knowing who you are to know right. what your love language is. I like, I, I mean, I mean, you know, people are not going to say what they want to say. You know how I go. That's right. You're how, dare you, look, how dare you not even know what your love language is? How are you going on dates? How are you going to meet people and you don't even know who you are? You you have to do some self-loving here to be able well, to. Well, that's um, a mindset, unfortunately. And I even have that on my page that know thyself. You're, mm-hmm. If you don't know who you are and if you can't love anyone, you can't love anyone if you don't even love yourself. So if you can't look in the mirror and walk around knowing who you are, what you like, what you don't like, and how Mm -hmm. to use the word no, (laughs) then a lot of people don't even know how to use the word no. No. Unfortunately, that's because you don't know yourself. You should be able to say no and not feel like you're hurting someone's feelings because you know what you can and what you cannot do. So that's empowerment to yourself. I hear you. So as we wrap these things up, I want Tanya, I want you to tell everybody where they can go to follow you or where they can go to get more information about multiple sclerosis. Um, where, where is that? Where are you, babe? Okay, well, uh, right now I'm in the process of doing my website, but you can go okay. to um, my multi- multiple sclerosis motivational speaker page on Facebook right now. You can do that, and I list out everything I do. Right now I'm doing something called MS Kitchen Talk. And what I'm doing is I'm being very transparent about what's going on with MS, things that people don't talk about, love and sex and money, all those scary (laughs) things that you don't like to talk about. But I do that on MS Talk. And in addition, people can go to the MS uh, Multiple Sclerosis Society which really gives a lot of help, Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. And I am I am a part of both of those, which really later on I'm going to announce what I'm going to be doing with them also. Okay. And I'm trying to do more for it. And just to put an FYI out there, there are more African-American women being diagnosed now with multiple yes. sclerosis than ever. Last year it was only 400,000. It's now 1 million women Ooh. that are being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm. So ladies, yes. ladies, ladies, pay, pay attention, attention and tell your doctors to also when they're testing for lupus and fibromyalgia, tell them to test for multiple sclerosis too. Yes, yes, yes. And I have a small little mini tribute that I'd like to give to you. To my oldest friend in the world, I thank you for being there for me. Through the thick, through the thin. And girl, we've been oh. through some stuff. No, yes, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, I pray for her every day because, Lord Jesus, I said, I need her to be of her right mind because if she happened to lose her mind and she tell my (laughs) secrets, we're going to have a problem. (laughs) I cannot right now, but you know I love you, and she's so true, though. She's telling the truth. She's telling the truth. I'm just playing. I I can't go out like that. I'm just. (laughs) No, you can't. No, you can't. But I won't let you. The light's still shining. The light's still shining. So you're good. I'm not in the dark yet. The light's still shining bright. You're good. You're good. You're good, girl. You're good. You're good. You're good. Love you back, and I pray for you as well and your family. And because our families are intertwined, I love you, and God will be good to both of us. 
Yes, he will, and I believe that, and I honor you. My sister, you're going to be just fine. We're going to continue to pray for you, and we're going to lift you up. We're going to help you get to where you need to be, and I'm just saying all I need you to do is wake up tomorrow. You got that? Amen. 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 You, Amen. You as well, my friend. You as well. Right. Well, thank you very much, Miss Tanya. In closing, I just want everybody to know that you can reach me at Simone Hurt, and that's a Simone with a Y, S-Y-M-O-N-E, Hurt, H-U-R-T, at Facebook and Instagram. And if you have anything that you want to say to me, that would be fine. I'd say comments at S-Hurt, S-H-U-R-T, 83, at gmail.com. So if you want to be part of um, getting ready to do some Couch Chronicles for, for single women, we got got some stuff to really talk about, ladies. Now, if you got some topics and you got something that you really want to talk about, go ahead to S-H-U-R-T-83 at gmail.com and list those. And we I'll be in touch with you, and we'll see what we can do. But other than that, I love you. I love you, and especially you. And you know what? Girl, I say God bless you for being in my life for so long, and I hope he continues to bless you the same. Thank you very, very much, and we out of here. Bye, people. You know the bed feels warmer, sleeping.